game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vassay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. We are live at Petco Park in San Diego where the Padres defeat the Dodgers in 10 innings tonight by a final score of 4-3. to Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you until 12-10 in the morning at 866-987-2570. Jose Moda will check in in 10 minutes. We have a pair of tickets to give away to this Sunday's game, which is Fan Appreciation Day at Dodger Stadium. We'll also give you an update on Dustin May and also a big day in Dodger history that we will share with you as well. But tonight, i got to be honest with you, after four hours and nine minutes and ten innings of baseball, this had to be one of the more uglier baseball games that I've seen played this season by both teams, the Padres and Dodgers. The Padres uh, did not play good defense. They had a lot of opportunities themselves. The Dodgers obviously squandered a lot of opportunities. They were just one for 17 with runners in scoring position and left 14 runners on base. Uh, There are a couple of innings that stand out to me the most. The top of the seventh inning with the bases loaded and one out. They did not score a run. They had the heart of their lineup up during that inning. And then in the top of the eighth inning with two on and two out for Mookie Betts, he was not able to deliver. And those are going to be nights. Uh, These guys are human. Even though uh, the Dodgers have great players like Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman, they're not going to deliver every single night. But in the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, Caleb Ferguson came in and could not find the strike zone either, and he was not helped out by Chris Taylor, who misplayed a ball by Austin Nola in left field that turned out to be two bases. Chris Martin had to come in and restore order. He actually struck out the two batters that he faced, and that was a good sign for him um, because the Dodgers need as much good pitching out of their bullpen in October as they can find because, as you know, Craig Kimbrell has stumbled again, and he was taken out of the closer role at the end of this past homestand. The Dodgers are giving him opportunities to maybe find a role in a different inning or different grouping of hitters. Um, Tonight, they went to him in the 10th inning, and we have seen this where he just cannot find the strike zone. He's very erratic, very inconsistent. His velocity is there, 95, but he just doesn't have command of his pitches, and that's the reason why the Dodgers were forced to take him out of the closer role on the last homestand, and that came back to hurt them again tonight. Um, Is he going to be on the playoff roster? I don't know. I went through my 12 or 13 pitchers that I would believe would be on the playoff roster. He was one of them, Uh, but quite honestly, uh, that may be in doubt. The Dodgers uh, activated David Price off the injured list today. I'm sure they're going to give him a long look. 
He's a world champion. He's a Cy Young Award winner. Uh, he's a different pitcher at this stage of his career. But number one, he's not going to he's not going to give away at bats by walking a hitter like Jorge Alfaro, who hadn't walked in two months. Um, so we'll see where that goes. And Caleb Ferguson's on the bubble as well. He's got to show Dave Roberts that. He's got something left in the tank. Uh, I mean, he's been on a long road back from his second Tommy John procedure. He basically hasn't stopped working and throwing for two years since he blew out in 2020. So you have to wonder if he is physically and mentally gassed. And if he is, maybe David Price is the guy that takes his spot on the playoff roster. Um, So there's a few things to still sort out and for the Dodgers to evaluate. Um, There were really, I would say, a handful of shining things tonight for the Dodgers. Number one, Tyler Anderson. Six innings tonight, two earned runs, only threw 71 pitches in six innings tonight compared to his counterpart, Blake Snell, who threw 96 pitches in five innings. He was part of the reason why this was such a tough game to watch. Blake Snell... He is obsessed with striking out hitters instead of staying in the game later for his team, and that runs up his pitch count. He actually had eight full counts in his first three innings of work tonight. Uh, He had, uh, what, 11 first pitch strikes and still had eight full counts. He just seems to be super obsessed with striking out hitters, and it gets him into trouble. And that's the reason why he only lasts five or six innings usually, especially against a good lineup like the Dodgers. 96 pitches in five innings. The Dodger offense did what they set out to do, and that's to get his pitch count up and get him out of the game. Unfortunately, they could not do much of anything uh, given the opportunities against the Padres' bullpen. And it was just one of those nights for the Dodgers where they were just one for 17 with runners in scoring position. Also, I thought a bright spot for the Dodgers tonight was Tommy Canely, who pitched his uh, second outing in the ninth inning of a game. Tonight, in a tied game, he uh, came in in the bottom of the ninth inning and pitched a scoreless bottom of the ninth, striking out two. His changeup was working. He had command of his fastball. And Canely looks like uh, he could be a late-inning answer for the Dodgers if necessary. Same with Chris Martin. Throw strikes. That's what you need, guys that throw strikes. And uh, Mr. Steady, Evan Phillips, came in in the seventh inning, pitched a scoreless frame there, had two strikeouts. So uh, the key three Dodger relievers, Evan Phillips, Chris Martin, and Tommy Canley, look sharp tonight. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Tom in South Pasadena. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Tom. Hi, hi, David. Thank you for taking my call. I am a Dodger fan. You know, I've listened to many, many games on the radio with you and uh, everybody else and on TV. But Craig Kimbrell, getting back to him, I really feel like the Dodgers have given him enough chances, and uh, he needs to move on, I think. They need to find another place for him because what happened tonight is ridiculous, you know, walking walking the winning run in, you know. Uh, and he said, he said on the air, by the way, um, and you you heard this, um, all I need to do is do it, he said. Well, it's more than that. It's more than that. It's skill. It's 
skill, having the skill and ability to to uh, throw strikes, and that's what's going to win it for the Dodgers. And hopefully, you know, this is going to uh, this kind of uh, winning and uh, overcoming these these things are going to get them through the playoffs. But wow, you know, we've got to have everybody really. Let it, me ask it, you this, Tom. Do you miss Kenley Jansen? Were you one of those Dodger fans that took Kenley Jansen for granted? No, I, I, I gave him a lot of ex, extra, extra stuff, you know, because I knew he was having some difficulties, you know, physically, you know, and that came out. And he came back and he uh, did, I think he came back and did a good job, you know. All-time saves leader in L.A. Dodger history. Thanks, Tom, for the phone call. Appreciate it. Look, uh, like I've mentioned to you a couple of times uh, over the course of the last two months, I never was confident Craig Kimbrell would be closing games for the Dodgers in October. And if he's not closing games for the Dodgers in October and he's still misfiring the way he is late in games, um, can the Dodgers afford to roll the dice and put him on the playoff roster? Because let's face it, in the postseason, games are not just won and lost in the ninth inning. They could be won and lost in the sixth inning. They could be won or lost in the seventh inning. So uh, that's the question the Dodgers have to ask themselves. Can they trust Kimbrell? Uh, forget about the ninth inning. Forget about seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. Can they trust Kimbrell? in the sixth inning of a game because if he gets himself into trouble and there is little to no margin for error for for him or for the reliever that's coming in to try to get him out of that jam, is that something you want to risk? And that's certainly a, a big question the Dodgers have to answer uh, before they set their playoff roster. And by the way, game one of the NLDS will be at Dodger Stadium on October 11th. We're going to take a timeout here from San Diego. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda, get his thoughts on what he saw tonight as the Dodgers fall to the Padres in 10 innings, 4-3 to three, on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. AM570. Dodger Talk is available on am570lasports.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Back to more Dodger Talk with Dodger Insider, David Vasse. We are live at Petco Park in San Diego where the Padres walk off on the Dodgers in the bottom of the 10th inning thanks to a bases-loaded walk by Jorge Alfaro delivered by Craig Kimbrell. And San Diego defeats the Dodgers tonight 4-3 to in 10 innings. David Vasse with you until 12-10 in the morning right here on AM570 LA Sports. And it's fitting that we are here in San Diego because on this date in 1988 at Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego, our very own Oral Hershiser made history breaking Don Drysdale's scoreless inning streak by pitching 10 scoreless innings in that game in 1988 to secure 
59 consecutive scoreless innings, and Big D was on the Dodgers radio broadcast with Vin Scully that night. He went down into the dugout, congratulated Hershiser, and proceeded to do his radio job and interview the Dodger ace in 1988. So uh, as Drysdale said, that night that Hershiser broke his record, it was great. They kept it in the Dodger family. And in honor of Oral Hershiser breaking Don Drysdale's scoreless inning streak with 59 consecutive scoreless innings, still a record today, he pitched six complete game shutouts in that September of 1988. So caller number six right now at 866-987-2570 will win a pair of tickets to Sunday's game against the Rockies, which is Fan Appreciation Day. And do you know whose dad was the first base coach in 1988 for the Dodgers? That is our very own Jose Moda's father, Manuel Geronimo Moda. Jose, uh, just curious, on this date in 1988, we know Manny was in the dugout when Oral uh, broke Drysdale's record. Where was Jose Moda when Oral broke the record? I was in Locker Center watching and listening to that game, and let me tell you, man, in fact, uh, I just finished my season as a Dodger minor leaguer in San Antonio playing for Kevin Kennedy, and I was watching the Dodgers all the way. I mean, and watching Oral, man, who I got to know, obviously, when I was a little younger and, and into the Dominican. And I'm going, this is the same guy that sometimes couldn't throw strikes and win a ball? I mean, are you kidding me? But, yeah. man, what a thrill. And then to hear Donnie, Donnie Drysdale call that and just be next to Oral. And as he said, he said so many times, even to me, saying, Jose, it got to stay home. It needed to stay home, and it did. It was what a great moment. What a great moment. I don't feel like Oral Hershiser gets enough credit from the national media for having maybe the single greatest pitching season or at least one of the top five single best pitching seasons of any pitcher in history. I agree with you. I mean, uh, you know, this is where we get some of the, the West Coast um, unbiased, I would say, where Oral – I mean, the word bulldog does not even describe what this guy did. I mean, you talk about taking the ball for your team, uh, volunteering to pitch the day after you start a game, um, not worry about velocity. I remember Oral so many times telling me, you know, if I'm a little tired, I'm good. I, I want 88. I don't want 92, 93. Just smart, man. Just knew how to pitch and knew how to go out there and set up some hitters, uh, move the ball around. You also had to catch him well, too. Oral was telling me one time about certain guys that just um, he ran into – they just were not were not able to frame his pitches good, and man, he was such a so scientific about his pitching, preparation, nutrition, everything you can think of made him who he is. And obviously, a, a guy that uh, I agree with you 100. percent Had he done this in some of the market, I'm telling you, and not that LA is a small market, but man, this guy, what he did for the game, what he did for the city, I mean, it's truly unreal. Because I mean, it lives on. It's just pure guts. Yeah, and if you want to be accurate about it, Jose, it was 59 consecutive scoreless innings in the regular season, and then he pitched eight scoreless in Game 1 of the 88 NLCS against the Mets. So it actually was 67 consecutive scoreless innings. And then, um, you know, not that Oral was an uncomfortable at bat, you know, a comfortable bat for many guys. Oral knew how to, you know, move the ball around and make some guys think, like, okay, he's just not throwing all that hard. Before you know it, you're 0 for 3, and then you're 0 for 4, and then he embarrasses you with a breaking ball or the changeup with that sinker. Um, you know, a guy that's um, – I got to see Oral, too, as a minor leaguer, come talk to the kids 
and come talk to us even as, as position players about playing the game, about preparation. Uh, one time I even talked about your salary, like, hey, man, fight for your last dollar. I mean, I'm like, everybody in that room was so pumped up. As minor leaguers, you're making like, zero money. And this Oral Hershey is saying, hey, I want you guys to know that when I was put on the 40-man roster, I was the last guy to sign that contract. First year in the 40-man roster, I wanted to just get the most money I could get. So you guys fight for what you have. Have good seasons, but fight for what you know you deserve. Jose Mota is joining us here in San Diego after the Dodgers defeat the Padres or fall to the Padres tonight, 4-3 to in 10 innings. And, Jose, uh, we've gone through Craig Kimbrell enough. I want to focus on yeah. something that can impact the Dodgers in a positive way, and that's Tommy Canely. Is he uh, turning into a guy the Dodgers may use in the ninth inning? Because we've seen him now in two consecutive outings in the ninth inning. It's one of those things where he is – playing himself into that role. He, he's going to come out there and throw strikes. He doesn't have to throw a first-pitch fastball for it to be a strike. We saw what he did to with that power changeup that he has. I mean, the changeup, is, it's an 80 changeup. I mean, that's, that's the way it's graded. Um, and those are answers that Dave Roberts needs to go out there and find out. That's why I'm glad he's giving guys different looks in different situations against different groupings in that lineup. But this guy is key. I mean, you know, and I think, obviously, we get so caught up in – Who's going to be saving games? I mean, Dave, who's going to get you through a seventh inning and eighth inning jam? Who's the guy and who are the guys? And that's exactly what you're finding out right now. I mean, if you're getting a jam in the seventh inning or even the sixth inning, uh, you can't be talking about the ninth inning. So right now the options are there, and hopefully those options that are plenty right now on guys that are not designated as closers will be enough for the Dodgers to go out there and get it done in these closed ballgames. But I do have a concern about these closed ball games because it, this team continues to struggle with these types of games. And obviously you've got to go out there and catch a ball better and make better decisions. Not the cleanest of games today in, in many, many areas for the Dodgers tonight. Yeah, it was a little ugly tonight, Jose. Yes. What do you attribute that to? Do you feel like they're playing out the string of regular season games? It's hard to ignore the fact that, you know, we're getting closer to the postseason and these games are not going to have an impact on the Dodgers uh, playing game one of the NLDS on October 11th. Uh, there's no excuses. You know, these guys take the field every, every night in trying to win the ball game. But, uh, Dave, we've seen it enough times where in games like this, there's no execution later in games when you need it the most. And in, in playoff games, you're not going to be blowing people away all the time. And that's where I think the focus needs to be born, the competitive at-bats, what situations are calling for, and know that the league is pitching to you differently. I mean, they're going to see a lot of balls spinning in and out of the zone. Just got to make sure that every at-bat counts from the very first inning. You cannot wait until October 11th to say, we're going to turn it on now. It just doesn't happen that way. And you got to make sure that outs are converted into outs. Jose, you were tracking this for a period of time as far as what starters were doing to the Dodgers, pitching backwards. Are you continuing to see that trend? Yes, because once it starts, and, you know, as scouting goes nowadays, you don't have as many scouts, obviously, following teams in person. Now you do because guys are getting close to the postseason. But guys are watching what you're missing, how you're being pitched to, how you react to the, you know, that 0-1, to that 1-0 breaking ball for a strike, you know, put you in a hole. And you see a lot of guys see that breaking ball for a strike, 1-0 or 2-0, and all of a sudden, it's like, okay, wait a minute. It's not what I'm used to. And I'm not saying that everybody's going to be piping fastballs to you in the big leagues. But it does become a trend. And if you don't chase down your zone and close it down a little bit more, teams are going to continue to exploit it. 
On the pitching side, Jose, Dave Roberts said on the last homestand that, yes, Tyler Anderson will be one of his playoff starters tonight. Very efficient, 71 pitches in six innings, including retiring the last 16 Padres that he faced tonight. Uh, what you saw tonight and what you've seen recently from Anderson, does that play hey, hey. in the playoffs? Of course. I mean, forget about the swings and misses of the strikeouts. I mean, this guy's uh, one of your callers said he's got some dog in him. I love his attitude out and down. Uh, super economical. I mean, the ball they got through the middle by Will Myers was not hit all that hard. It was pretty much victimized by the way the defense was set up, and he found a hole right through the middle. But I'll take his attitude, the way he pumps strikes. He doesn't back away from anybody. Truly economical. He goes out there and saves your bullpen. And he's got the attitude that whether 92, 91, 89, and that great changeup, he's going to double or triple up on it. He's going going out there beaching, and there's not one at bat or position the lineup, Dave, that Tyler Anderson takes for granted. And he is not being given enough credit on what he's done for this team this season. No, he's had a great season, and very fortunate that he's been able to stay healthy for the Dodgers. He's uh, he Julio Urias have really been the pillar of strengths of this uh, Dodger rotation as far as posting every fifth or sixth day. Yes, um, and and for Julio, I mean, it's a matter of going out there and getting some run support. Obviously, you go through some stretches where you're going to get it, and sometimes you're not going to get it, but overall it's just going out there and maintaining what you have. Don't worry about what you can't control. I think we had this conversation a lot uh, earlier this season. But um, to have guys that keep you in ballgames, this should be the biggest inspiration to the offense, knowing that they don't have to go out there and try to score five or six runs every single night, even though they have the you know, capability of doing it. But with guys keeping in ballgames, as you expect in the playoff to be playing close ballgames, you got to feel as an offense quite confident that these guys are going to give you a chance to win with a minimum. All right, Jose, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. I have a feeling things will turn around offensively for the Dodgers. Just one for 17 with runners in scoring position. That doesn't happen too often, so I look for that trend to change tomorrow night. Oh, too much talent. This team is way too good. That's why they uh, they have 106 wins, trust me. All right, there he goes, Jose Moda. He was in the Spanish broadcast booth with Pepe Iniguez and Fernando Valenzuela, who made the trip down to San Diego. Great to see Fernando, and even more of a great experience for me personally as Chris Martin was facing Machado late in the game. It was the eighth inning when Chris Martin was facing Machado with runners on base. Fernando was actually telling me how to get Machado out. And he was thinking along with Chris Martin, and everything he said turned out to be true. He said, pitch him high, fastball away. He'll swing and miss it. He did. And then he said, give him an off-speed pitch. Martin did that. Machado swung and missed. So that is, I mean, how I mean, how special is that? Fernando Valenzuela, after he was done on the radio, goes into the press box, sits behind me, and gets my attention and tells me the sequencing to get Manny Machado out. That is special. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Laguna Hills. Sandy, you're on Dodger Talk with hey, David Vassay. Hi, Sandy. Hey, David. You guys are so popular. I've been trying since last week to get to you. You're so popular. I want to tell you what a, what a special thing it was to be there for for Albert's 700 home runs and also to have the privilege to hear Andrew Freeman's session with you. That was a privilege. 
And what a guy that is. He does have a gift for picking winners and for building and sustaining a winning team with a guy. He does have a gift. And that was a special session. But what a privilege to hear your session with him. Oh, thank you, Sandy. I appreciate that. Thank you for the kind words. And so cool that you were there for history when Albert Pujols hit his 699th and 700 career home runs. And by the way, the Cardinals tonight clinched the NL Central, and they had Albert Pujols give a little speech before they popped the bubbly. So special night for the Cardinals as they clinch the NL Central and also the New York Yankees officially clinched the AL East. 866-987-2570. We do have a winner for our pair of Dodger tickets to this Sunday's game, Fan Appreciation Day. Rick in Seal Beach, congratulations. Dave, I can't believe it. It's Hey, believe it. You got those tickets. This never happens to me, you know. It's like money. I try to get in there, and it's like I know there are drones that keep calling and calling and calling. And just out of the blue, I said, I'll give it a shot, you know. And then I got a chance to meet my, one of my favorite, Colin Yee. He does the, the best music, you know, and the best lead-ins of all. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Boy One, if you see me in, like, Twitter. I'm in there sometimes. And you, you, we've sort of communicated that way. But thank you so much. I mean, it's just a dream. Hey, that's awesome, and hopefully uh, this is not the last thing that you win because Sunday is Fan Appreciation Day, so hopefully you have that lucky ticket to win a prize on Fan Appreciation Day. So congratulations, Rick, and you can thank uh, AM570 LA Sports, your home of the Dodgers, and you can also listen tomorrow and Friday for your chance to win tickets every hour starting at noon um, so Fred and Rodney will get it kicked off, and it'll go all the way through to Dodger Talk. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Robbie in Albuquerque, New Mexico, home of the Dukes. Hi, Robbie. You're on Dodger Talk. Walk us off tonight. Hey, Dave. It's great to be on the air with you. Tough loss tonight, but, you know, I also saw some silver linings. Um, I want to just one double down on the on what another caller talked about with the Andrew Friedman interview. That was great. I think we should do it more often on Dodger Talk. So um, kudos on that interview. Two questions. One, Thank your you. thoughts. You, you, you're welcome. One, your thoughts on the bullpen. You started to talk about it, um, but just how you see it lining up and then, you know, including that, um, you know, just where you think Tommy Kingley fits into all this because it, it's been a nice surprise to see him pitching the last few games. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like uh, where Tommy Kingley fits is a big part of the Dodger bullpen in October. This, with the injury to Blake Trinan and him likely not coming back this season or at the very least in the NLDS to get Tommy Canley back and him pitching this way is huge for the Dodgers. And I feel like we all sleep on Chris Martin. He's a really good pitcher that throws strikes. Um, I think that was a big under-the-radar pickup for Andrew Friedman at the trade deadline. So uh, those two guys are going to be important. And where would the Dodgers be without those two guys, considering all the injuries to their pitching staff? 
By the way, Tony Gonsolin did pitch tonight for Oklahoma City. He pitched two innings, pitched a third in the bullpen to simulate that third inning. So uh, hopefully he bounces back tomorrow morning when he wakes up and he could take another step towards uh, being ready for the NLDS in some capacity. So, uh, so far, so good with Tony Gonsolin as he was uh, feeling well enough after pitching two innings in the game for Oklahoma City to be able to pitch uh, a simulated inning in the bullpen. We want to congratulate, who do we have here? Who's our winner in the Daniels Jewelers home run forecast? Jerry Lee of Santee, congratulations. You receive a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. Even though there was not a Dodger home run, you predicted that. And for your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com, type in the keyword home run. Tomorrow night, game two of this three-game series between the Dodgers and Padres. Julio Urias will be on the mound for the Dodgers, going up against right-hander Joe Musgrove. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck, begins at 5.30. First pitch at 6.40. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Jake Warner out here at Petco Park in San Diego. And thanks to you for staying up late with us. In case you missed any of the show, you could podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. That's also where you can hear our interview with Andrew Friedman, who also took phone calls uh, during uh, in-between games of the doubleheader at Dodger Stadium last week. Um, that'll do it for us tonight from San Diego. The Dodgers fall to the Padres 4-3 to in 10 innings. Coming up next on AM570 LA Sports is our good friend Ben Maller on Fox Sports Radio. Have a great rest of your morning. See ya.